Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lone Wolves Club podcast, a podcast for conversations you won't find in the church, a club for those who feel like a lone wolf. I'm your host, Nicole Porter, and welcome to the podcast and welcome to a brand new year. It is a fresh start. I love this time of year. I love the weather. I love um, just like the feeling of possibility and change. I'm someone who loves new beginnings, who loves starting over fresh. So I am very, very excited for this new year. I'm also very excited for the future of this podcast. One of my goals this year is to really, really um, give this podcast some wings. I really want to see it take off and become more than it currently is. So I am going to hit the ground running and really try to pump out a lot of new content in this year. And I have a lot of fun ideas that I am really excited about. So I hope you will join me on this new journey. Speaking of joining me, if you want more content from me in between podcast episodes, you can find me on Instagram at lonewolvesclub.pod. You can find me on TikTok at lonewolvesclub. And of course, you can find the podcast on any platform that you listen to podcast on. But I hope you'll join me on social media, either on Instagram or TikTok, because I have been having a lot of fun making reels and memes um, just to kind of provide some content in between episodes and to also start some different conversations. All right. So without further ado, we are going to kick off the new year with some more encouragement. So in my last episode from last year, I gave y'all the encouragement that you don't have to be perfect because I feel like this is a topic that we don't hear enough as Christians. I feel like as Christians, we often compare ourselves and feel like we have to be a certain way, act a certain way, do certain things in order to be worthy of God, in order to be accepted by God. But in the last episode, I highlighted some people from the Bible, the mistakes that they've made, and how God used them anyway. So if you need some encouragement on that topic, I recommend that you go back and listen to my last episode. It's called You Don't Have to Be Perfect. And I also have my whole first season of about 20 episodes that you can listen to if you have missed any, or if you just want to go back and hear them again. So like I said, I'm going to offer you some more encouragement in this episode, and we're going to get right to it. All right, for today's topic, like the title of this episode says, I want to talk about the idea of holding yourself back and give you some encouragement to help you to stop doing that, to stop holding yourself back. And I think the main way that a lot of Christians hold themselves back, and I have done this before in my life, um, which is why I want to kind of offer 
my perspective and my tips on getting over the idea of holding yourself back. Um, I think a lot of Christians hold themselves back or limit themselves by limiting God and what God can do. And I'm going to unpack that because I know it sounds a little complicated, but I feel like that is a term or a phrase that I heard a lot growing up in the church and that I still hear in Christian communities and churches today. The phrase of, you know, don't limit God. Don't put God in a box. Um, don't have a small view of God. You need to have a bigger view of God. I've heard all of that kind of chatter before, and I feel like people are limiting God and what God can do, and in turn, they are limiting themselves, and they are not receiving all that God wants for them. And I have a few examples to kind of add some color and give some more clarity um, around this idea. So, there is a content creator, Brittany Dawn, who some of y'all may be familiar with, but for those of you who are not, Brittany Dawn is a content creator. She was a former like fitness guru, um, fitness girly. Um, she was very, very into that kind of world, would do like bodybuilding competitions, weightlifting competitions, things like that. Um, she was on the cover of Cosmopolitan at one point. Um, she's just a very, very beautiful woman and kind of made a name for herself by being a fitness model, a fitness guru, um, a cover girl. And she kind of did a 180 and really gave her life to God and stopped doing all of these things that she thought were kind of shallow and materialistic and unhealthy, like being a model. Um, she has opened up that she struggled with eating disorders during that time because of the pressure of the modeling industry. Um, I think she even shared that she was, you know, a exotic dancer at one point. So she was really kind of caught up in this shallow, materialistic um, looks-driven world. But again, she did a 180. She found Jesus, got baptized, started going to church, and kind of left that shallow, superficial modeling world behind, which on its face is great. You know, I love testimonies like that. I love testimonies of people who are not afraid to take a completely different path in life and kind of start over and build themselves back from the ground up. But I feel like the pendulum for Brittany Dawn has kind of swung in the opposite direction and where before she lived this very free, very wild, very shallow, very superficial lifestyle. I feel like now she's in the opposite direction where she's a wife and a ranch owner and lives in a big, beautiful house and has a big, beautiful diamond ring and has you know, just all of the luxuries that come with marrying into a wealthy family because her husband has money from what I've heard. And she has kind of slipped into that very traditional, very conservative, very cookie cutter, dare I say, kind of lifestyle, very like, you know, suburban mom, Stanley Cup, clean, girly. And Again, there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with being a clean girly. If you don't know what that means, that's what the kids are calling a girl who's like all about the, 
you know, clean life, clean eating, eating whole foods, you know, not drinking alcohol, not partying, not smoking, not going or going to bed early, going on walks, um, being just a traditional kind of homemaker, just, you know, having a, just having a simple, easy life. Um, and so that's very much her aesthetic, if you will, um, and so, yeah, I feel like she has kind of, again, the pendulum has kind of swung a little too far. And now she is very, very opposite from how she used to be. And I feel like she has kind of um, just slipped into that really conservative religious mindset that can be very limiting and I'm not saying that all conservatives are narrow-minded or all hyper-religious people are narrow-minded or have a limited view of God. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying from what I have observed of her, she seems to have a very conservative, very limited, very small view of God and a very um, limited perspective on Christianity because she kind of tends to you know, live in an echo chamber and only listen to and interact and communicate with people who are just like her. And I know this because whenever I see her interact with her followers, she only interacts with people who share her point of view. And she basically ignores people and doesn't engage in conversation with people who don't share her point of view. So anyway, Brittany Dawn made a video talking about her struggle with infertility, which is, you know, just awful. And my heart breaks for the fact that she is struggling with infertility, struggling to conceive a child naturally. I can imagine how hard that can be when you really, really want to be a mother and your body is, as a woman, designed to, you know, conceive a child and your body can't do the one thing that it was kind of designed to do not the one thing but the special thing that women's bodies get to do so I can imagine the frustration when your body can't even do something that is so average and common and normal for women um so yeah my heart breaks for the fact that she has had a few mis miscarriages that she has struggled to conceive and she's very open with this on social media so i'm not sharing anything private or secret or anything like that this is a part of her story that she openly shares with people but what breaks my heart even more is when she made that video talking about her infertility struggles she talked about how she and her husband have certain avenues of having a child that they don't want to pursue. And by that, she means they don't want to pursue IVF. They don't want to pursue fertility consulting. They don't want to um, pursue other fertility treatments. Um, I'm not sure what she thinks about adoption, but that might be out of the picture for her too. Um, and her reasoning behind refusing to pursue IVF or other fertility treatments or see a fertility specialist is because she doesn't want to limit God. And by that, she means she wants to believe God for a supernatural miracle and that God will just 
open her womb, heal her barrenness, heal her infertility issues, and give her a child in the natural way. And I know that's how she views things because, again, I grew up kind of around people who had that same perspective of you can limit God if you don't trust that God will provide for you in a supernatural way. So, for example, if you needed healing in your body and you trusted what the doctor said about how to heal your body rather than just believing that God will miraculously heal your body, you are limiting your view of God. You are limiting your view of the fact that God can heal you, that God can perform a miracle. And if you believe a doctor over what God says, then you have a narrow view of God. You have a small view of God because God is big and amazing and all-powerful and he can heal you. And so you need to have a bigger view of God and believe him for extraordinary miracles. So I know that is Brittany Dolan's mindset when she says that she believes pursuing traditional fertility treatment like IVF or seeing a specialist or whatever is limiting what God can do because she's holding out hope that God will supernaturally give her a child. And I really sat with that and thought about that. And it kind of just struck me how backwards that kind of thinking is. Because here you have all of these different avenues to conceive a child nowadays. I mean, she lives in America. She has a lot of money so she can afford all of these different fertility treatments, which are really expensive. Um, even with, you know, health insurance and stuff like that, it is really expensive to pursue fertility treatments like IVF and stuff like that in America. But she has the money and the time to do that, to go to all of these fertility specialists, to pay for all of these really expensive treatments. And so it kind of blows my mind that someone who has access to all of these different avenues to get what she wants, which is ultimately to have a child, but yet she refuses all of those different avenues, all of the opportunities that have been afforded to her, and she wants to hold out for a miracle. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with believing in miracles or believing in the supernatural power of God to answer your prayers. I 100% believe that. I have experienced miracles myself. I have seen miracles happen. I have had God answer my prayers in supernatural ways. So I am not at all debunking miracles or putting that down or anything like that. God can do whatever God wants to do. But I think we also have a responsibility in this life to go after the things that we want and not just sit back and wait for a miracle that may never come because it is the mystery of God. And I don't know why this is the way it is. Again, that's why it's a mystery. It's one of the mysteries of God that sometimes our prayers for a miracle aren't answered. And I think that's because God either wants to teach us something or show us something. And that's why we don't always get handed the answers to our prayers in a supernatural way. We might have to answer our prayers by actually putting some work and effort into making things happen, if that makes sense. So, for example, you want a child so badly 
And God has blessed you with the finances and the time and the resources to look into what might be keeping you from having a child, and yet you won't pursue that. And if anything, I think Brittany Dawn is the one limiting God because basically she is saying, God, I want you to answer my prayer in this specific way. I want you to answer my prayer by healing my barrenness, by healing my infertility issues, and letting me conceive a child naturally. And I am waiting on that. And I will not look into IVF and I will not visit a fertility specialist and I will not talk to my doctor about what could be going on inside of me or inside of my husband, you know, biologically to where we can't have children the normal way. And so, yeah, that just kind of puzzles me because here she says she doesn't want to limit God, but yet she's shutting down all of the different avenues to pursue her heart's desire. And before it sounds like I'm being hard on Brittany Dawn and judging her, I want to say that, again, I grew up around people who had that same kind of mindset as her. And I also had that mindset, too. I grew up in that kind of environment where I was taught to believe God for miracles and supernatural answers to my prayers and that I would be limiting God if I pursued other ways of answering that prayer. Or again, if I listened to a doctor rather than God. So the way that this showed up in my life to make it real and personal to me, and again, to just, you know, make it make it clear that I am not <laughs> just harshing on Brittany Dawn or judging her. Back when I was single, I really struggled with the idea of joining a dating app because I also thought that I would be limiting what God could do if I joined a dating app. I thought I would be limiting God's ability to miraculously answer my prayer for a husband and just bring me a man who, you know, wanted to um, be my boyfriend and wanted to ask me out. You know, I believed that God would like speak to some guy at my church in a dream or whatever. And then he would the next day come to me and be like, Nicole, God told me in a dream that you're the one for me. Like I believed all of that kind of crazy supernatural stuff, you know, and I'm not saying that hasn't happened. I know stories of people who have totally met their partner, spouse, husband, wife in a really crazy supernatural way. But more often than not, most of us meet our spouse in a normal way. We meet them at college. We meet them through a friend. We meet them at work. We meet them at a bar. We meet them on a dating app. And those are all avenues that we have nowadays to get closer to our goal of finding our spouse. And so I'm so glad that I got over that mindset and decided to join a dating app because Within like two days of being on that dating app, I met my husband. We matched. We went on our first date like a week later after chatting back and forth through the app. And I mean, the rest is history. And we talk about this all the time, how if neither of us joined that dating app, we wouldn't have found each other. He was living in North Austin. I was living in South Austin. We didn't have any friends or connections in common. 
we didn't work together. We didn't go to college together. We didn't go to the same bars or coffee shops or grocery stores. Like we would have never, ever bumped into each other <laughs> by happenstance if we hadn't joined that dating app. And so, you know, I know a lot of Christian girls also kind of struggle with the idea of dating apps and they feel like they're limiting God's ability to answer their prayers for a husband and bring them a husband, you know, just out of the blue, like I once thought. But similar to Brittany Dawn, you know, you are closing down all of these different avenues. You know, you're closing down the idea of being set up, right? I know women who refused to be set up. You're closing down the idea of joining a dating app. You're closing down the idea of, you know, um, letting people go on a double date with you and, you know, all of that, like you're shutting down all of those avenues. And so in reality, you're the one limiting what God can do because God has laid all of these different paths at your feet to try to meet your spouse. And you're the one shutting it down. If you're saying, no, I don't believe in dating apps. No, I don't believe in being set up. No, I don't want you to talk to your, you know, cute friend at work. No, I don't want you to talk to your brother and see if he knows anyone. So yeah, I share both of these examples to show how I think some Christians have it backwards and where they think that they are limiting God by closing down all of these different paths to get what they want. They are actually holding themselves back. They are actually limiting God by closing down all of these different avenues. And I think the big picture here is to me, well, I think a few things. I think one, the idea of limiting God, period, is kind of mind-boggling to me because God is the God of the universe. God created heaven, the heavens and the earth. God was there, like it says in Job, when the mountains were made, when the grass was formed, when the sky was separated from the sea, when light was separated from dark. God made all of that happen. And so to believe that you can limit creator God is kind of crazy to me. <laughs> so I think it's really funny when people say things like, oh, I don't want to limit God. I don't want to put God in a box. I don't want to. It's, it's like you can't. I mean, you can in your own mind. You can limit God in your own mind and in your own life. But in general, you can't limit God. God's will will be accomplished and go forth. And if his will is for you to have a child, I believe even if you shut down different avenues, God will maybe use someone to speak to you and maybe they'll convince you to open up one of those avenues. You know what I mean? Like back to the whole online dating example, I know a girl who um, met her husband on a dating app and she was talking to a friend of hers and her friend was like, oh yeah, you know, I don't think dating apps are for me. And this is back when like, you know, they were both still single. But then as soon as the girl I knew matched with her husband and they hit it off and their dates were going well, then all of a sudden her friend who was against dating apps was like, oh, you know, maybe I should join one now. <laughs> when like just a few months ago, she was like, no, they're not for me. I don't want to limit God. God told me they're not for me. But then when she saw that it really worked and brought her friend a guy, she was like, you know what? maybe I'm going to give that a try. <laughs> so 
maybe that's a way that God's will will go forth. Even if you close down all of these avenues, he might send someone in your life who convinces you to try something that you said you weren't going to try or do something you said you weren't going to do. So yeah, I believe that God's will will go forth and maybe he'll do that in Brittany Dawn's life. Maybe he'll bring someone to convince her, hey, there are ethical, moral ways to go about IVF because a lot of Christians have a hang up with IVF for many different reasons. Um, mostly doing having to do with pro-life reasons. So yeah, if that's her thing, if that's her stance, if she's against IVF because she thinks it's anti-pro-life, um, then maybe someone will come along and convince her and show her, hey, it can actually be done in an ethical, moral way. So yeah, I mean, God's will will go forth however it wants to go forth. And this kind of brings me to my closing thoughts, but I think also when it comes to holding ourselves back and closing down different avenues to get to what we want, I think that also hinders our relationship with God because God desires to have a partnership with us. God desires to work with us towards our dreams and our goals. I mean, what kind of relationship is it if God just hands you everything you ever wanted, right? <laughs> but if you step out in faith, and you say, okay, I'm going to take this job. I'm going to try online dating. I'm going to enroll in this school. I'm going to ask for that promotion. That is you shaping your life and going after what you want and believing that God will meet you there, that God is with you every step of the way. You know, as Christians, we say that, right? We say and believe that God is with us. And so if you truly believe that God is with you in everything you do, then you can move forward in faith, knowing that God is with you when you set up an online dating app. And he will make it clear to you whether that's a path you should continue to follow or not. If you believe that God is with you in everything that you do, then God is with you when you apply for that job and he'll make it clear to you if that is a job you should have or not. But you're the one that has to apply, right? You're the one that has to make that dating app profile. And so I think it takes a lot of the partnership out of our relationship with God when we just sit back and basically demand that God answer our prayers in only one way. So to sum everything up, I think that we limit God when we refuse to use what God has put in front of us. If God has put the ability to use a dating app in front of you, which all of us have the ability to do in this day and time, use it. If God has put the ability to go to doctors to find answers, to medical problems you're having, infertility problems you might be having, use that. Use what God has put in your path because those opportunities aren't afforded to everyone, right? I mean, I think people forget that sometimes, that we have been afforded so many opportunities based on the fact that we're Americans. I'm speaking to my American audience and my European audience too. Um, I think we forget the fact that we 
live in nations that are wealthy and have great infrastructure and have great opportunity. And it's actually kind of a shame when you shirk that and demand instead that your prayers be answered in a way that doesn't take advantage of all that God has blessed you with. God has blessed you with living in a wealthy country. God has blessed you with living in a first world country. God has blessed you for even living in a part of your country where there's good infrastructure and good doctors and good whatever. And again, I'm talking to people that this you know applies to. Um, I realize not everyone is in those positions, but if this applies to you, then you have been afforded opportunities that are a blessing. And I think people like Brittany Dawn forget that, that she already has been blessed and so many of her prayers have been answered by her just being able to live comfortably, more than comfortably, and have access to many different things that so many people, even so many people in America would love to be able to afford to go to any kind of fertility specialist they want. And so the fact that Brittany Dawn can, and she kind of, you know, brushes that off like it's no big deal and wants her prayers to be answered in a miraculous, supernatural way, it's kind of disappointing to see because she's kind of forgetting all that God has already blessed her with. You know, it's like she doesn't realize that all that she has is what so many people are praying for. So many people in America are praying right now, I guarantee you, to be able to afford a fertility treatment so they can have a baby. So many people right now are praying to be able to afford all of the crazy expensive adoption fees we have here in America so that they can adopt a child and fulfill their longing to have a family of their own. And so I think we need to be also careful when we don't take the opportunities afforded to us and when we take them for granted because these are ways that God has already blessed us. And so I think, yeah, I think we just need to be careful when we kind of shut down these different avenues that we could take to go after the desires of our heart. And then we sit back and demand that God answer them in just one way. And by the way, I hope you know when I say you, it's just a general you. I'm not speaking to any particular person. Well, I'm speaking to you guys, my audience, but I'm not calling anyone out. I'm not being shady. I'm just using a general you. So anyway, I just wanted to leave you guys with those thoughts that, you know, the only one holding you back is you. <laughs> and I want to encourage you to not limit God by shutting down all of the opportunities that he has laid at your feet. I pray for all of us that we would recognize the opportunities we have been afforded, that God has laid at our feet, the paths he has already laid at our feet, the doors he has already opened so that we can get closer and closer to the desires of our heart and partner with him in that pursuit. So as you go into 2024, I hope 
This encourages you to stop holding yourself back, to realize that the only one standing in the way of your goals is you. That is something that I realized years ago, and I believe that was an epiphany and a revelation that God gave me because that was when I was in the midst of dealing with a really heavy depression. And I woke up one day and I heard so clearly in my mind the Holy Spirit say, Nicole, the only one standing in the way of you getting help is you. And so that day I joined therapy. I talked to people in my small group, in my life group. I talked to my pastor about what was going on. I talked to my friends about what was going on. And slowly I was able to pull myself out of that depressive slump. But it was because I realized I am the only one holding myself back. I am the only one standing in my way. And I believe God gave that revelation to me for a reason to kind of show me, hey, you have the power to pull yourself out of this pit of depression. And I am with you every step in the, of the way. And so I hope that encourages you and I hope, again, it kind of expands your view of God. I know my view of God is constantly growing bigger and bigger and bigger. The more I learn about God, the more I work on this podcast, the more I read the Bible, just my view of God grows bigger and bigger every day. And that is the testimony of my life, that there's nothing that God can't do, that God makes the impossible possible. I have seen that time and time again in my life. But a lot of that has been because I have stepped out in faith and trusted that God will meet me there and trust that He is truly with me in all things so I can move forward in faith and I can make things happen in my life, trusting that God has gone before me, that God is beside me, that God is in me and with me, and I can do all things through His power. And I believe and pray that God will do the same for you, that he will make the impossible possible, that he will lead you to the desires of your heart, that he will fulfill the desires of your heart, each and every one of them. But you have to be open to how that answer to prayer comes, and it might require you to do work. It might require you to have faith. It might require you to try something you've never tried. It might require you to do something you've never done before. It might require you to step outside of your comfort zone, to open your mind, to have a bigger view of God, to talk to someone you may have never wanted to talk to before. All of those things are miracles, right? <laughs> I think sometimes we think that miracles are big supernatural events but just the fact that you can change your mind on something is a miracle. I know plenty of people who are stuck in their same views and have never changed their mindset. But when they do, I'm like, dang, that is a miracle. I thought that person would never change their mind about that topic. And they did. And now look at them. Or I think about meeting my husband on a dating app and how so many little things had to fall into place at the right time for us to be able to meet each other. We had to be on the app at the same time. We had to have active profiles at the same time. 
you know, I had to like him enough and be brave enough to send a message. He had to like me enough and be brave enough to respond. We, you know, there are just so many little details in our life. And the devil isn't in the details. God is in the details of life, big and small. That is something that I always pray and believe too, that God is in all the little details. And when we look at all the little details of our life that add up to big events, it is truly a miracle how everything comes together in our life perfectly. So I'm going to leave you with all of that to chew on. If you liked this episode, please feel free to share it around, share it with other people who need this encouragement because I want to set people free (laughs) and I want people to not limit themselves or hold themselves back anymore. 2024 is the year for having a bigger view of God and believing that God can do all that he says he can do, that he has an abundant life laid out for you that he has a wealth of opportunities afforded to you. All we have to do is open our eyes to them and take advantage of them to walk through the doors that God has already opened to take the path that he has already laid at our feet, even if it doesn't look like what we thought it would be at first, because we know God works in mysterious ways. And he answers our prayers in mysterious ways and miracles come in all shapes and sizes. All right. As usual, thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate you spending a tiny portion of your day with me. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at lonewolvesclub.pod for more content or follow me on TikTok at lonewolvesclub. I hope you have a great day, night, weekday, weekend, wherever you are. Remember to rate and review this podcast from wherever you listen to podcasts on. I know so many content creators say this, but it really, really does help tell the algorithm to push my content out to more people so that more people can join our club and feel less like a lone wolf out there. This has been another episode of the Lone Wolf Club podcast, the first of season two, the first of 2024. So tune in for more. I'm your host, Nicole Porter. And until next time.